I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles. And this is your weekly update. It's Monday, February 7th. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so let's be honest. You don't come here to this podcast and this blog to get basketball news and other sports while the Olympics are on. So we are going to quickly go over some basketball news and football news, but we are mainly going to stick to the Olympics because obviously it is full week one of the Beijing Olympics. So we're going to go and spend most of our time on that. But I will start with some NCAA men's basketball. There were two ranked showdowns in the Big 12 on Tuesday alone. Number 10, Kansas, outscored number 20, Iowa State, in both halves to win 70-61. to Number 14, Texas Tech, had a killer first half, scoring 43 points over number 23, Texas's 29, to win by more than 10. Creighton upset number 17, UConn, holding on to their lead from the beginning of the game. Number 25, LSU, tried to make a comeback in the second half, but came up four points short to lose to unranked Ole Miss. The Tigers also went on to lose to Vandy on Saturday and are now unranked. Wednesday also saw two ranked matchups. Number 11, Wisconsin, fell victim in their to the first against number 18, Illinois, who had a nice final score of 80. Number 24, Marquette, beat number 12, Villanova, by 10. Number 3, UCLA, also lost by 10 to number 7, Arizona, for the battle to top the Pac-12. UCLA continued to struggle then, losing to unranked Arizona State in third overtime. And Arizona continued to roll, beating number 19, USC, on Saturday as well. 
Number 10, Kansas had a good week, beating two ranked teams, first being Iowa State on Tuesday. And then number 8, Baylor, after a dismal game for the Bears, the final score of that game was 83-59. to That's a really low score for men's basketball for the entire game. Number 12, Villanova bounced back nicely against number 17, UConn, on a big game Saturday, winning 85-74. to DePaul beat number 21, Xavier, and Rutgers beat number 13, Michigan State, in just some of the week's upsets. Number 20, Iowa State, continued to slide, losing to Texas with a bad second half of just 18 points. Last thing to note for college basketball this week was Coach K and the Blue Devils beat UNC in what will be Coach K's final time in Chapel Hill. He visited the UNC 36 times in his career with the Blue Devils. Moving on to the NBA, LeBron and Kevin Durant are all-star team captains once again. The all-star game will be on February 20th. Sticking with LeBron, sticking with LeBron news, he returned to action against the Knicks and put up 29 points with a nice triple-double after taking a five-game hiatus for a left knee injury. L.A. went 1-4 and four without him. On the flip side of that, Russell Westbrook continues to struggle and was benched in Saturday's overtime win against the Knicks. He said he doesn't care as long as the team wins, but he also scored zero points. Obviously, we do have to hit on some NFL news because grab the wings and beer. The Super Bowl is this weekend. Tune in on Sunday at 5.30 p.m. It'll be on ABC, and obviously the game is against the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. And just like the college football playoff Final Four, the Cincinnati team is the underdogs. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are about four and a half point underdogs. The over under is 48.5. The LA Rams and veteran QB Matthew Stafford will be playing at home in SoFi Stadium in California. Also, I will say 100% certainty Tom Brady has officially retired. That is straight from the horse's mouth. So you know it's real this time. We will have a separate post because his accomplishments are just too many to name and it's just too hard to do in this one post. So I will leave you with Tom Brady retires with more Super Bowl rings, seven than any franchise, not just any person, any team. Also, in case you missed it, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger also retired, but he retired the week before. The NFL is also being sued by Brian Flores, a black coach who was hired by the fired by the Miami Dolphins. He said that the NFL is discriminating against African-American coaches and that he was only given interviews with teams due to the diversity required quota. That's called the Rooney rule. The only black head coach currently in the NFL is Steelers Mike Tomlin in obviously a league that is predominantly full of black athletes. However, to contrast that, it came out literally today that the Texans are rumored to hire Lovey Smith, who was previously their associate head coach and defensive coordinator. He would be another black head coach. Quickly in the golf world, another week, another first-time PGA Tour winner. Tom Hoagie won the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He was one of the seven people to have the lead at some point on Sunday, but he surged on the final nine to pass Jordan Spieth. He had had 202 PGA Tour starts and two runner-up finishes, including one two weeks ago before this win. 
Also, just on a personal note, Harold Varner III won the Saudi International this weekend. A huge congratulations to him and his family. I actually know his wife, and so a huge congratulations there. Couldn't happen to nicer people. Okay, but now moving on to Beijing 2022. The torch has been lit. The games are in full swing. So let's go over how the medals shake out as of Monday night. Sitting with the most golds is Sweden with three. The most overall medals is sitting with Russian Olympic Committee with seven. The USA only has three medals total right now. All three are silver. Right now, those three silvers, so if you have not seen this, do not continue. But the three silvers are Jalen Koff in freestyle skiing of women's moguls, Julia Marino in snowboard slope style, and the U.S. figure skating team took silver in the team event. In that, Nathan Chen led it off with the second best men's short program score ever with 111.71. The highest ever score belongs to Japanese reigning gold medalist on you. Those two will face off starting tonight. Men's figure skater Vincent Zhao has tested positive for COVID, however, so he is out of the Olympics and the individual event. So at least he did get to compete in the free skate for the team, but still, that just sucks for him, and I feel terrible. Sticking with that feeling, major storylines from Team USA is that Michaela Schifrin crashed out of the giant slalom in run one last night. It was a stunner. She was not alone to do this. Only one of the four Americans finished the two runs. However, Michaela Schifrin has not finished a GS in over two years, and it was one of her two specialties. So we'll have to wait till the slalom to actually see the other specialty, but she will be competing at least so far in all five alpine skiing events. Other teams, major storylines, and this one's a big one. ROC figure skater Camilla Valieva became the first woman to land a quad in competition. She landed it in the women's free skate in the team event. She did a quad Saucal. And then not only was she the first to ever do it, she did it twice. She then also did a quad toe, then a triple toe and a combo. She then tried for another quad in the same routine and fell on her quad toe. Even though this was the first time to ever happen, she was extremely disappointed with her performance as showed on her face afterwards. But don't worry, ROC still won the gold. German speed skater Claudia Pinchin competed in the 3,000 meters. And why, you say, is that important? Because she's competed in eight Winter Olympics. That is the most by a female ever. She is 49 years old. She was competing in Olympics basically when I was born. So these Olympics were 92 Albertville, 94 Lillehammer. I mean, this is when the Olympics split from being in the same year. That's how long this woman's been going to these games. She also went to 98 Nagano, 2002 Salt Lake City, 2006 Turin. She missed 2010 Vancouver. She then came back for 2014 Sochi, 2018 Pyeongchang, and now, of course, 2022 Beijing. She has five golds, two silvers, and two bronze Olympic medals. That was spanning 1992 to 2006. If you haven't seen it yet, before you listen to this next part, please go watch the men's 5,000 meter speed skate. 
It was truly an amazing race. You will not regret watching these six minutes. But just in case you're not going to watch it, I'm going to tell you what happens now. Sweden Vanderpool was the overwhelming favorite in the men's 5,000, but Netherlands Roost put up a nice time about an hour earlier in the rounds with a new Olympic record of 609.31. Roost was upset by Vanderpool in the World Championships when he set a new world record to take the world away from Roost. So, but Vanderpool looked to be falling behind and was quite a bit behind with three laps to go and it looked out of reach. Roost had actually like breathed a sigh of relief. However, Vanderpool dropped his times to make up 0.75 seconds per lap on average. And that is just unheard of in the final laps. He won the entire event. It was crazy. He ended up winning by over half a second. It was the craziest race I've ever seen. It was just amazing. And he won Sweden's first speed skating gold since 1988. France, Johan Clary was the oldest man ever to medal in alpine skiing in the men's downhill yesterday. He is, his age is 41. The medal podium in general of the men's downhill yesterday was older. Before this, the oldest man was United States Bodie Miller at 36. That men's downhill also if you haven't seen it it was crazy there were so many crashes there was actually someone taking off the mountain as they were super injured but good to know that he is okay. All right what to watch this week we have NBA games and truly I'm only going to highlight two that's because they will be on Saturday and Sunday they will be on ABC the Lakers at the Warriors at 7 30 p.m. On, a on ABC on Saturday and then on Sunday the Hawks at the Celtics at 1 p.m. on ABC. Then moving on to college basketball we start tonight with another ranked versus ranked Big 12 showdown on Monday number eight Kansas at number nine Texas that will be tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN. We then have ranked first ranked games tomorrow. Number 23 Marquette at 24 UConn starts at 530 on Fox Sports 1. Number 14 Wisconsin will be playing at number 17 Michigan State at 6 p.m. on Big Ten Network. And number 13 Illinois at number 3 Purdue will be at 8 o'clock on ESPN. On Friday is the next ranked versus ranked game. 24 UConn at 25 Xavier at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. We have a bunch of ranked games on Saturday, but only three ranked versus ranked matchups on Saturday. So number 20, Texas, has a big week. They will play number 10, Baylor, at 11 a.m. on ESPN. That's a tough act to follow after Kansas. We then skip all the way down till 9 p.m. at number 22, St. Mary's, at number 2, Gonzaga. And then the Pac-12 has, has a big matchup with number 12, UCLA, facing off with USC at 9 p.m. The biggest party on grass will be this weekend. The Phoenix Open starts Thursday. That will be on Golf Channel at 2 p.m. That will run, obviously, round one on Thursday, round two on Friday. And then when we get to the weekend, it will be at noon on Golf Channel for round three. And then at 2 p.m. on CBS, same goes for the final round. We have a couple hockey games on TV as well, but let's go ahead and get to the Olympic sports that we have this week. Tonight on Monday, we have figure skating, the men's short program. That will be at 7.15. That will feature Nathan Chen. 
We will see Jamie Anderson back in action after she failed to three-peat her Olympic gold in slope style. We will have her competing in women's big air tonight at 8 p.m. through 8.45. Also tonight, the medal events is the Alpine Skiing Men's Super G. That will be at 9 p.m. On Tuesday, we have curling the mixed doubles bronze medal game at, well, 12.05 a.m. our time. And then the gold medal game will be at 6.05 a.m. Michaela Schifrin will be back in action on Tuesday night in the women's slalom. Runs one and two start at 8.15 and will end, unfortunately for us, around 11.45. We also have freestyle skiing Big Air runs one through three. That will begin at 9 p.m. On Wednesday, we have the short track speed skating men's 1500. That final will be at 7.20, although quarterfinals and all of that start at 5 a.m. Also on Wednesday, we have figure skating the men's free skate at 7.30 p.m. Let's see if Nathan Chen can finally grab his gold. The women's snowboarding halfpipe runs one through three will begin at 7.30 p.m., followed by alpine skiing the men's combined downhill run will be at 8.30 p.m. They will then run their slalom in the men's combined. That slalom run will be at 12.15 a.m. on technically what is Thursday morning. Thursday is kind of a jam-packed day also with speed skating. The women's 5,000 meters will be at 6 a.m. Then you have the luge team relay at 7.30 a.m. That'll be a fun event to watch. Also, Sean White will be in his last Olympics for the men's half pipe runs one through three that is at 7 30 p.m and runs from till 8 25 on thursday then immediately following that will be the women's super g at 9 p.m sweden's vanderpool will be back in action on friday morning for the men's 10,000. that will be at 2 a.m we then have short tr- short track speed skating the women's 1000 at 6:43 a.m. quarterfinals and all of that speed skating starts at 5 a.m. snowboarding mixed teams quarterfinals will begin at 8 p.m. and run through 8:50 saturday morning bright and early we have in speed skating the women's team pursuit quarterfinals that will be at 2 a.m. team usa is the gold medal favorite and i believe the world record holder in that event we have the speed skating men's 500, which is a definite sprint at 2.53 a.m. on Saturday as well. We have the second half of the women's skeleton heats three and four. That will start at 6.20 and run through 7.55. And that night we have women's bobsled monobob heat one and two. That'll be of four starting at 7.30 and running through nine. And that night we'll have the men's giant slalom runs one and two at 8.15 through 11.45. Almost done y'all. On Sunday, we will have short track speed skating the women's 3000 relay at 5.44 a.m. Short track starts at 5 a.m with the men's 500 quarter finals. We then have the 500 final at 6.09 a.m. through 6.14 a.m. Speed stating the women's 500 meter will be at 7.56 a.m. The freestyle skiing women's slope style runs one through three will be at 7.30 p.m. to 8.24. And the final heats three and four of the women's mono bobsled will be at 7.30 p.m. to 9.00. 
the women's hockey semifinals will also begin that night. That first game will be at 10-10. I do want to go ahead and cover the Monday morning because that'll technically be already done by the time the next podcast comes around. So you'll have women's aerials final one and two. That starts at 5 a.m. Then we begin the two-man heat one and two bobsled at 6.05 to 7.40 and the women's second semi-final in women's hockey at 7-10. I know that was a super long section on what to watch Olympic-wise, but I wanted to make sure that we kind of had hit the highlights. Obviously, there's a lot more on the blog. I have every medal event literally listed at the time. If you're wondering what channels to watch, NBC will show primetime events. Usually there's one section in the morning and one section at night. Those will be on NBC, just regular NBC. And then USA has been showing Olympics pretty much all around the clock. So if you ever want to watch Olympics in the middle of the day, if you're bored at work, go check out USA. And if you want to catch everything, you can go on to Peacock as well. Again, lots more on the blog. If you wanted to know where every medal event is for this week, please check out the blog. And I hope to catch you all next week. Go Team USA.